Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. Paigey, today we are talking about calmness. And I would have to say that, honestly, if there is one topic people ask for again and again, it's calmness. How do I help myself be calm? How do I help Mm -hmm. my children be calm? How come I'm still working on calmness when I've been trying to work on calmness? And how come it's not sticking yet? And that's because it takes practice, but it also takes understanding the process. So today we're going to be sharing the recipe for helping children calm down. All right. And we'll have to do another one later for a recipe for helping parents calm down. And maybe we'll be able to refer you to something that you could get for free to help you with your own calmness as a parent. So that's where we're going today. Recipe for helping children calm down. But before we do that, Paige, as is tradition here on the Teaching Self-Government podcast, we have a fun family activity for you. Paige, what kind of an idea do you have for us this time? Oh, well, see, this one we did recently. And we decided that we were going to do shadow puppets to some of Clara's favorite stories. So Clara's all-time favorite story right now Um, She is about 15 months old, but her all-time favorite story is The Very Hungry Caterpillar. And that is the first book she always pulls off the shelf. Anyway, but so I chose that one and we made shadow puppets. And so then we set up a sheet and a light and we did shadow puppets to these stories. And we had someone read the story while the person who made the shadow puppets did the story behind the sheet. And I got to say, I was there and it was so much fun. We (laughs) loved it. And Paige I mean, not Paige, but little Clara loved seeing the shadows. I'm sure Paige loved it too, didn't you? Oh, I did, yes. (laughs) But Clara loved seeing the shadows with the light. It was so basic, so stark. And hearing the story, it was so much fun. So when we were little, we did shadow puppets. And it's kind of an old time thing to do, but I think it never gets old. It's just so fun to see the shadows come to life. This was something people used to do before there was movies and films Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It was a way to make live action seem like it was happening. And I just love going back in time too. Like if you're looking for a homeschool idea for light, then you can say, okay, well, how's the light going to come through this piece of paper to make this puppet look like I want it to. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true too. Great learning experience there. So try that as a family, have a story night, pick your favorite stories off the shelf and make some shadow puppets. Now that takes a little bit of time, just so you know, you're cutting out the shadows, you're sticking them on a stick. So we used dark paper and then we stuck them on dark cardstock. Yeah. Yeah. Dark cardstock. So it was nice and thick so that it would stick to the, the sticks and then just use tape and you tape them with masking tape to uh, skewers. skewers. Yeah, skewers, kebabs, skewers. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun. All right, so let's talk about calmness. And as we talk about that topic, we are going to be looking through the lens of self-government. Paige, please explain to people who might be hearing this for the first time, what is the definition of self-government? Self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. Yeah, it's a powerful thing, isn't it, Paige, to have self-government? 
I love, I have this support group where I talk to people on the support group every week. It's Wednesday mornings. And then of course, some people, you know, they just get the recording sent to them, (laughs) but seriously, almost every time somebody is telling a report and they're saying, Nicolene, I'm so excited. I am really doing better at my calmness. I'm understanding my calmness and myself better. I'm seeing things better. I'm not reacting as much. And what they are saying is they are governing themselves. Mm-hmm. They've seen, they know what they want. They've seen what happens. They've been willing to be honest with themselves about it. And now they have become a new person. They see the world through a different lens. And this lens is an empowering lens called self-government. So we are looking through that lens of self-government today as we look at this recipe for calmness. I would say, Paige, that being calm is one of the hardest things that a person can master, especially if you happen to be an emotional person. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, also known as strong-willed people or passive-aggressive people or people who take the victim route often. It's hard. It's very hard. Well, and the thing is, is you might feel validated, you know, in whatever's happened. There might be a hard moment that's happened. Somebody might not be appreciating you. Somebody that might be unkind to you. Somebody maybe didn't share something, took something of yours when we're thinking little child problems here, you know, too. But there's a lot of things that can happen. You can feel like something is not just um, or, you know, that somebody's walking all over you, not listening to you. And these can be moments that can get you feeling things that bring on emotional responses, especially if you don't have any other response planned, then you're going to go to that old go-to response that you've had in the past, which might be an emotional response. And oftentimes after an emotional response, a person feels like, ah, you know, why isn't there a better way to be understood. Now, sometimes you do get understood by being emotional at somebody else, but you still feel like that was a lot, you know, draining because the chemicals inside are firing at a really rapid rate. And it really is like a workout that's happening inside your body when you get emotional like that and you start to go out of control. And when parents have a child that is going out of control, it is so hard for them because sometimes the child is going out of control and then the parent starts going out of control too, because the parent is like, no, stop, stop, stop. I don't want this to happen, you know? And it is important to know what to do in those situations so that you don't get sucked into the tantrum and the power struggle. So I guess it's important for us to understand that those moments when someone is going out of control are actually moments of a power struggle. Okay. And so you've got to know what to do. And there is a recipe for success. So Paige, we're going to start with first, what do you do in every recipe? It almost always says it at the very beginning. What does it say? (laughs) Well, as a novice baker myself the first (laughs) one always says preheat the oven so for all you bakers out there this is going to be a great step-by-step for you guys yes preheat the oven this is the beginning you're always like wait do i have to do that before i even mix it up what if it (laughs) takes me too long no yeah preheat the oven okay so what do we do in our recipe for success for calmness for these children who are going out of control how do we preheat the oven for them because that's going to be step number one the TSG skill that sounds most like preheat is preteach, which is exactly what it is. A preteach is basically preheating the emotional oven of a child's brain 
to help them know what is calm, what is, you know, calm, what calm looks like, what it isn't, and what skills need to be used in a certain situation. Because that's what you do when you preheat oven, you get the environment ready. That's right. Exactly. So we need to teach the children deliberately what is calm and what isn't calm, right? So jumping up and down on the couch, that is not calm. Now we divide (laughs) things into three categories. Okay. So there's calm face, calm voice, and calm body. And if a person is jumping up and down on the couch, that is not having a calm body. Even now, if this it does is not in mean... happiness and enjoyment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and and this is an important thing. So sometimes jumping up and down on the couch can be totally appropriate if everyone in the family is jumping up and down on the couch because it's a game you're playing or whatever it is. It can it's be totally lava. appropriate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. The lava game. Okay, so it can be okay to have. Um, a, a not calm body, but most of the time when your child is bouncing all over the place, whether they're being emotional or whether they're being crazy, silly or whatever, you need to be able to say that's not being calm. So then what is calm? What does a calm body look like? What does it feel like? Discuss that, practice that role play that. And then you've got to explain to them when we're not having a calm body. This is what mom and dad are going to do to help you with that. And we have certain skills for that, right, Paige? That we do. A lot of those skills are going to be the four basic skills that we teach everyone. Yeah. So we teach four basic skills, which are following an instruction, accepting no answers and criticism, accepting consequences and disagree appropriately. Each of these skills have skill sets attached to it. I know we've talked about these multiple times on the podcast. You can also find lots of information about these on our website, teachingselfgovernment.com. But for instance, um, one of those skills like accepting a no answer is going to be look at the person, keep a calm face, voice, and body, say okay or disagree appropriately, and then drop the subject, which means don't talk about it anymore, don't Mm -hmm. think about it anymore, be done with it. Okay, so that's just one of those four basic skills. You're going to teach those to the children, but also you're going to teach them some of your parents' skills that you're going to use. Now, parents use those four basic skills for sure because they're just everybody's skills. But parents also have these other skills like correcting a negative behavior. So you're going to talk to them about what are those seven steps that we're going to use to correct a negative behavior. Okay. So before we get into some of those steps, and because we are going to talk definitely about the first step and, and, and some of those other steps, what we do is we need to make sure that we are ready. Now, before we leave step number one, I need you to know that there is a correction step, but then there's also an intensive teaching step. So if you do a correction step and then your child goes out of control and is like, I don't care and I'm running away and all this kind of stuff, (laughs) then you've got to be prepared for that too. And you need to have pre-taught them what you would do about that too. But we talk all about that very much more in depth on our TSG parenting course, our online course. Oh, that is the place. If you want to get good at teaching self-government, learn all the skills. That is the place for you. The teaching self-government or TSG parenting course. And you can find out about that at teachingselfgovernment.com. Okay. So let's talk about number two. Uh, Step number two in the recipe is to check to make sure you have the correct ingredients. Okay. We're really going remedial. I started a recipe without all the ingredients before I'm like, oh, darn it. (laughs) 
I know you're like, wait a minute. I have to have marshmallows. I never That's have when those. I go across the way and knock on the door and be like, can I have two eggs, please? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I didn't think about going to the store first. Right. I'll yeah, share okay. my spoils when I'm done. <laughs> So what we're going to talk about right now when we're talking about checking for the correct ingredients is checking yourself. Are you ready? Are you ready to have this moment to help the children calm down? Now, if somebody's like, wait a minute, I can just tell myself no and not have the moment. Well, now hold on a minute. <laughs> You're still going to have the moment at some point, but we do need to get ready first. There is it no is rule. Not, it might not look pretty if you're not ready. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not going to look pretty. You won't be happy about it and it'll drain you. We, you want to be able to have the moment and not be worn out. So that's important. So there isn't, there's no rule that says the second something happens, you have to talk about it and correct it and handle it right then. Yeah. So you can always wait until you're ready. The the situation happened. That's a truth. It's not going anywhere. It's going to sit there, a truth on a plate for you, ready to deal with whenever you're ready. Now, don't walk away from it forever. But if you need a moment to get calm, you may need to have a calm plan. Now I told you we're going to be sharing something with you today for free on here. And that is that on my teaching self-government website right now. So teachingselfgovernment.com, there is a free calm parenting toolkit. And if you have not seen that yet, go and see that so that you can start putting together a calm plan for yourself. So if you check yourself and you determine I'm not ready then you need to have a calm plan, uh, a system in place for you to go get ready, then come back and handle the situation. Because there is such a thing as, as something I call the boomerang effect. So if you are not calm and then you start correcting, guess what's going to happen with the child? They are not going to be calm. It's just going to come right back at you. But if you are calm and you send that out to the child, guess what ends up usually coming back to you? Calmness. So you want to definitely have that. So you want to check yourself, get yourself ready, and then go handle the situation. But make sure that you always do handle the situation. Okay, Paige, what is step number three on our recipe? Well, I mean, you led right into it. So after, you know, we're checking the situation, then our third step is to add the leaven, you know, in baking, whether that's your eggs or your baking soda or powder or your yeast, whatever it is. Anyway, so this in TSG terms is third, we need to describe what's happening so that children can see clearly. So once you've checked yourself that you're ready, then you then you can go into a situation and go, oh, guys, this is what's happening. Let me tell you what I see so I can then, you know, inform you why I'm going to be correcting the way I am, you know, or whatever it is. So that is super important because that just makes everything go so much more smoothly, makes it mm -hmm. much more fluffy. <laughs> yes, it does. It rises. It rises. It raises, raises everything. I'm like, that's not the proper grammar. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it raises everything. So um, yeah, you want to make sure that you describe what's going on. Now, when you describe, hey, this is what's happening. This is what should be happening. And here's why those things. Now, don't let them turn into a lecture. Keep it nice and short and sweet, but to the point, but with heart too, touching the heart of the person. Um, when you do that, that stops you from overreacting and from yeah. saying, quit it. Why are you doing that? Why do you always do this? <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you normally do when things start falling apart or somebody's going out of control or you're stressed because you're trying to get out the door and they can't find their shoe and they're melting down or whatever it is. Well, that really um, is the perfect prep, you know, for the next things that we have going too. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. It totally is. So anyway, make sure that they can see clearly. Now, one tip I want to just give you is if you really learn those four basic skills yourself and you learn all the other principles of self-government, especially those four basic skills, you will get so much better at seeing what to describe to your child. So many parents go, well, I don't know what to describe without getting emotional. I, I just, I'm feeling emotional and that's what I'm describing. Like, well, this makes me so mad. That's not <laughs> the type of thing you want to describe. You want to say something like, you know, right now you can't find your shoe. And basically that's a no answer. And so you need to look at the situation, keep a calm face, voice, and body, and then say, okay, I can't find it. Or you can come to mom and ask for help, which is like disagreeing appropriately. And then you just... Drop the subject after we get working on it. You don't stay upset about it. You just move forward and find a new solution if you have to. So well, something, something to keep in mind with this step too is, you know, if you've ever made bread, yeast takes a minute to rise. Mm-hmm. Likewise, describing can take a minute and that's okay. Yeah. And it will stop you though, because it takes a minute, it will stop you from overreacting. Because you have to put yourself in your front brain so that you can reach their front brain. Okay. Because if you're not in front brain, you won't get there. And then you get that moment to just stop yourself, pull back, describe what happens so that you don't get stuck in uh, reacting to all of it and saying something that you wish you didn't and not being as productive. All right. So let's talk about the fourth step. So fourth step, we're going to add our main ingredient. All right. Our flour, which is probably in baking, like the main thing. Listen for (laughs) me, it's got to be gluten-free for Paige. She can use the regular stuff (laughs) anyway, but whatever your main ingredients are, okay. You're going to be adding those in. The main ingredient in all of this is to focus on the calmness. Don't focus on what happened. Don't focus on what they're saying. Don't focus on everybody's emotions. Instead, focus on the calmness. That is our goal. That is the direction that we are headed. So someone has had a problem. You have described this is what's happening. This is what needs to happen. Here's why. Okay, they're going out of control. Clearly, just that description is not pulling them into front brain enough. And so at that point, now we've got to focus on the calm down. Now, hopefully there is a calm plan, not just for you, but for your child too. And that calm down plan is going to use things like certain skills. You're going to have maybe a calm down spot for the child, especially if they're younger. Now we use two things. We use a calm down spot, which is not a timeout. It's different. So please note the differences as you start learning about teaching self-government. And then there is also the rule of three. Now people get all like scared about the rule of three, like, (laughs) oh, because it has three different consequences. And if the child is younger, we modify them. So please be sure to use that too. But usually the rule of three is going to be used for a child who's maybe like five and older. We're going to use a calm down spot younger than that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With modifications when they're like five. Own, I would say eight and up. Right. On its own with the exact things like in the book that are lined out, it would be like eight and up. Exactly. Um, so anyway, and then sometimes there's even a combination. Sometimes you say, you know, if I give my child three minutes to calm down and then start the rule of three, they actually probably won't have to go through that whole rule of three and earn those negative consequences. Now, the whole point of the rule of three is to gis- disengage the emotional part of the brain and engage the prefrontal cortex. And that's actually what the calm down spot is supposed to do too. It's a trigger spot 
to help a person self-assess and analyze themselves and remember how to get calm because that's something you've pre-taught, you've practiced in the future. So um, the whole point is calmness. The point is not negative consequences, but during this time they can earn negative consequences. And I don't have the time to talk about all of that right now, but the point that I'm trying to make is we are pointing them toward calmness. That's our main conversation. That's our goal. When we're giving them instruction and stuff like that, usually we're giving them a calming instruction during that time. Okay. Well, what's our next that's, step? I was going to say, that's the main bulk of our you know, bread or whatever we're making. But the next step, the fifth step is we then have to mix in our remaining ingredients. So bread is not bread without salt and butter and non-fat dry milk and, you know, whatever else, but these things. I like that. You're going to give your recipe, aren't you? Paige makes good, good bread. (laughs) You don't know the ratios (laughs) (laughs) anyway, but once you mix those ingredients in order, in order is key. Then, uh, especially for some recipes, then that in TSG terms, that is to follow the plan. So once you focus on calmness, calmness, then your plan is to use your skills right? So use those skills that you have under your belts, you know, help your children to follow instructions, help them to accept no answers, help them to disagree appropriately, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, that means stay consistent. Those are the rest. And that means you're going to, that means you're going to follow all the way through too, with the, with the rule of three as well. So, you know, a lot of people are afraid to follow all the way through, but there's a point where you're like, no, they really need it. They're really just power struggling here. They're going out of control and I need to help them. And so you just follow through, you stay consistent. And this type of consistency, even though it can earn them negative consequences is not bad. This is a helpful thing. It helps them get into that front brain and recognize it is up to them. It's a battle between them and them, not them and you. When they're trying to get calm, they're trying to get to that right place in their brain so that they can be heard and understood and you can have a productive conversation. That's the whole point. And that's what they're wanting the whole time. And that's why they're going out of control because they want to be understood. They want somebody to understand them. Well, you've got to help them get to that place. And so you've got to follow that plan as you go through it. It actually brings them more security, not less, even if sometimes that means that they are going to be earning negative consequences and negative consequences do not have to feel negative or bad. So (laughs) keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. No. And as with any recipe, you know, you've, you can give your exact recipe to anybody, but it always comes out just a little different, right? Because everyone has different tastes. Right. So our seventh step is, I think it's six where it says, you are so right. My bad. Sixth step is to add spices to taste. So this in TSG means amend as needed. You know, it's, we give you a general outline and the skills that you need, but every family is different. And so you need to make sure that you take the skills that we teach and fit them to your family. Because Mm -hmm. it's not a one size fits all type thing. You know, sometimes we have to make adjustments. And so that's super important. Make sure you add the spices that you want. You know, maybe you're having different things in your bread. Cinnamon. Cinnamon, jemmy, and bread. Cinnamon Remember swirl bread. Cinnamon raisin. Yes. So good. So maybe good. Maybe you got a few raisins or a few nuts in your family. A few nuts. I like that. We do have a few nuts in our family. Yeah. Okay. I mean, along with amending that, you have to build on your progress, right? So oh, yeah. you're adding spices as you're continuing to progress and to learn. So I have a lot of people who will come on the group support calls for the TSG parenting course because you get four of those, which is great. Anyway, and they say, you know, I, I did all this and we really focused on following instructions these last two weeks. 
and I've seen so much progress. And we decided that this next two weeks, we're going to keep working on that, but we're also going to add the next skill, which is, you know, accepting a no answer. I'm like, yes, that's fantastic. Throw those raisins in, you know, if you're ready, do it. And so it's, it's okay to start small, but always build on any progress that you have. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Well, and one thing that you want to remember is that, so, you know, we can't, we can't get all the inspiration for your family. That's, that's the parents job. Parents get inspiration for their family. (laughs) No, but we are giving you everything that we can. And we do know that sometimes parents struggle with the words and they get kind of too creative. And I guess that would go back to follow the plan. Don't get so creative (laughs) that then you end up with yourself in a power struggle every time and create an increasing anxiety with your children. If you're getting a general format for a reason. (laughs) Well, yeah, we give you the format. We even give you ideas on the consequences and what you can teach ahead of time so that you don't increase anxiety. So, um, but, but you might say to yourself, you know, this child is really trying to get calm. They're not quite there yet. Well, so then you say, you know what? You're not quite there yet but I think you're close and you're really trying. And so before we keep going on this rule of three, I think we're going to have just a couple more minutes to take some deep breaths because you're doing some good self-government work there. I mean, you build on it, you know, you build on it. Now, if they're power struggling with you and they never want to be quite calm, well, then you have to see that too and say, no, we're following all the way through. We're not going to play this little manipulative game. Right. And so, but you have to see like occasionally when you say, I think we're almost there and you show that mercy to help them take that extra minute to take those deep breaths so that they don't need to go all the way through the rule of three, then that's great. But if you're holding the rule of three off for like an hour or something, then your tolerances are too high and probably they're playing you. So keep Mm -hmm. that in mind. And, And we'll give you some good gauges with that in the training if, if you're part of the training. Okay. So let's talk about seventh then. Step number seven is bake. You got to wow. bake. Our yeah, how do teaching I... has now finally come into full use. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to, now we're going to bake it. So what does it look like if we're going to have this, say it's bread, we're going to have this bread for a couple of days to use. What is the baking then? So the baking is our practice, our practicing the right way for future success. And we call that role-playing. So when you have you know, when you've amended it enough and you feel like, okay, we have a pretty decent grasp on this. Let's continue to practice it. Let's Mm -hmm. role play it. Let's make sure we've got it down and ready to go so that we can perfect it. Because whenever we bake something, we don't want it to come out charred, right? Because maybe we forgot to preheat or maybe it's a thing of dough because we forgot to preheat the oven, you know? (laughs) Dear, we better do it all then. We gotta do it all. I know. So we want to make sure that we practice it and we role play it and we spend that time. Maybe it's 20 minutes a day, you know, maybe it's 20 minutes every other day. Um, but whatever fits best with your family, practice it the right way for future success. And it's, well, you know, and it's okay the- to practice it the wrong way too, but not make sure you practice it the right way more often than the wrong way. True. So true. And at the end of every correction there and the end of doing the rule of three, there's always this moment where you discuss with each other what happened and how to not have the same situation again. And then that is where you also practice it the right way is right there. So you're going to have additional pre-teaches, but you're also going to do pre-teaching as part of that correction. So this is the beautiful thing at the end as well. And then of course they get the opportunity to go earn, you know, do whatever you know, negative consequences, they might've earned no big deal there. Right. And so, um, so let's get to our final step. Then step number eight is decorate and plate. Now, maybe you're not going to decorate bread, but if it was a cookie, I mean, you got it right. So um, you could always take it out of the pan, put it in a bag for someone tied up real cute with a ribbon, 
there. Yeah. There, that's true. Decorate and plate, make it ready to serve to the people. So how do you make all of this teaching ready to serve to the people? Well, it goes to the bonding. Okay. If you are bonding, if you are feeling love for the person all the way along, even if they're out of control and you're looking in their eyes and you're sending through your eyes, this love, like, I love you. I love you all along the way. Then that is the, makes the whole thing appealing. The whole process is appealing and they, and they can eat that bread, you know, because it's being sent that way. But then another big thing is after you're done with the correction, after you're done talking about it and practicing it the right way, drop the subject. Don't keep talking about it. If you keep talking about it, it will ruin your day and wear you out. And if you keep talking about it, they will feel like that you think something is wrong with them. But if they have a moment, you help them through it, you move on, you don't talk about it again, and you just forgive and forget and move on, then guess what? They actually feel like it's okay to make a mistake and fix it. But if it follows them forever, then they never want you to know their mistakes. And it will actually lead toward dishonesty. And I'm not saying I've been perfect about that for, you know, always. Every once in a while, I bring something up again when I shouldn't. And then I'm like, ah, why did I do that? You know, (laughs) it's a human flaw that we have because we make connections like, oh, that's just like last time. But guess what? We don't have to bring up last time or the time before or 20 times before or last year. We just don't have to. So drop the subject. So now we can eat our bread. We can eat it. We can eat it. Okay. So (laughs) I really hope that this recipe has helped people for calmness for their children. I know that it's kind of an overall review, but we've given some nice little nuggets of information here. You can find out a lot more about how to get yourself calm in preparation for this recipe with the Calm Parenting Toolkit, which is totally free on my website. And I've just got to tell you too, just like a little side note, this is another little tidbit. It is never too early to start focusing children on calmness. And Paige is definitely an example of that. She started (laughs) teaching Clara how to be calm when Clara was just a couple months old. She would breathe at Clara and teach her how to be calm. And she learned it. And Clara, who cannot even form a full sentence or even mostly coherent words, we know what she's saying, but you know, we're the only (laughs) ones, but anyway, except for wow, which is very audible, you know, we know, but, um, she, Paige has taught her like when Clara goes, and then Clara will stop. Okay. At 15 months, she stops. And then she goes, mama, Mm -hmm. she will stop the whining and say, Mama, which is essentially like the baby babyist disagree appropriately. She knows she does not have a calm voice right there because Paige said, that's not a calm voice. Claire, we can't talk to you like that. Yeah, you need to have a calm voice. We don't talk like that. And so then yeah. she says, mama. And you know, yeah. a lot of times I don't even have to say that, like you said, and, but She'll I just do her, it. Yeah. No, I taught her. Cause whenever she would do that, I would say, we don't talk like that. And then I would say, say mama. And so I gave her the words to say. And so now she knows exactly how to do it. And actually just today I started telling her and teaching her that's not a calm voice. And so, you know, as I start teaching her more and more, um, you know, it's been, it's been really interesting to watch her and, you know, to watch her be able to calm down real fast um, just with yeah. all the things ah. I taught her, but it's been so cool. It literally blows my mind. I never even thought of it. I never thought of that with my children. And I'm like, and I'm like, (laughs) go Paige. Like she's taken these principles and skills to the next level. And it's even working 
working with the baby who can't even form a sentence yet, which is the youngest I have ever seen it. And I am just absolutely amazed. So hopefully that helps you and is inspiring to you as well. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do a whole podcast on how to teach babies or what page is done there. You're never too and young. Just- You are never too young. So carry on. I hope that you get more self-government, more calmness at your house. And don't forget to find out more, get the free Calm Parenting Toolkit and find out about that Teaching Self-Government or TSG Parenting course at teachingselfgovernment.com. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.